Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today we have with us Mridunjay Rohit who is Vice President Human Resources at Credible. Welcome to the podcast Mridunjay. It's honor to have you here. How are you? Hi Riti, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm great Mridunjay. So before we dive into our discussion, Mridunjay could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey till now to just set some context? about podcast or about the conversation sure sure definitely i'll begin with the education first i'll talk about my graduation post graduation so in graduation i did a, 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 it's a it's a course run by du it's a paramedical course i was a paramedic doctor prior to doing the mba i also during the same amount of time i used to do a lot of time part time teaching i I'm still fond of teaching, so you know I used to teach a lot of subjects. Then I moved on to my MBA. Did my MBA from Narsim Anjji in 2014. Pass out. My majors were HR and marketing and minors. Uh, coming to my work journey, uh, I started with a company called Bero. That's a new market research. That was my first job. Uh, that was a great insight in terms of how the HR domain works. There, I typically work for a lot of Fortune 500 clients in terms of the various elements of HR. recruitment outsourcing to compensation benchmarking salary benchmarking eap etc so worked across the globe for that got a lot of inputs then i moved to infosys bangalore there i was part of the talent acquisition team i joined as an associate lead over there and was hiring for the team that does more of testing and then gradually moved up to the senior associate lead level and then uh, over there again because infi was doing a lot of revamp a lot of new skills coming in so my earlier stint with benchmarking and market study helped me a lot in terms of that i moved out of infosys and joined amazon amazon has been my longest tenure ever i, I was part of the uh, operations team i was initially in recruitment i hired for operations and then moved to some sme hiring later on i was part of the i was heading the program for our logistics hiring uh, then i had this knack and then i moved to work team that does more of di hiring this was i was leading a program where i was heading the military veteran environment program at amazon we were hiring uh, people who have early served in the forces and now want to join the corporate uh, after spending 7 years in recruitment i decided to take a new role and i took up the role of hr business partner i was hr for hr so typically i was like hr bp for hr folks folks were in recruitment in hr team the hr operations etc i was managing around 10 countries and approximately 1500 people after working for 7 years in credible in amazon sorry i moved to a new opal credible here it's been almost 4 months for me over here here i am the vice president of human capital team i look after the tech and product team that's based out of india abroad you must say uh, knowing about your experience and your learnings definitely i can say that we'll get a plethora of content from our conversation for our listeners today sure sure, sure. then your journey has been quite hasn't it uh, having a lot of experiences in uh, different domains saying talent acquisition recruitment and human resource business partner now you are vice president at credible so it's been fantastic journey so far 
Akshar, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so before we deep dive uh, into our discussion, I, I would like to take a movement moment to explore a valuable topic as you know you are now vice president is definitely you will be work you have worked in different projects uh hr projects or many other projects for a while now so for our listeners who might be embarking on their hr projects could you share the key fundamental steps you prioritize to ensure a smooth and successful launch definitely your insight would be very Oh, valuable for our listeners. So sure, definitely right. So you know, as you mentioned, could it be HR team? Could it be any other team? Right. So we do get plenty of projects, and uh, I believe a framework around it definitely helps in executing the same. So the first thing that that's the most important thing I would say is to understand what is the need, who is the customer, what is the outcome that you. Want? want to achieve through this project, right? So any project that you do should have some deliverables or you want to achieve something, right? It could be, let's say, if I talk about, let's say, the HR space, it could be, let's say, hiring, it could be, let's say, improving the employee engagement index, et cetera, et cetera, right? So first of all, it's very important that you understand what the outcome of the project has to be. Now, there are two ways to do this, right? Or rather, there would be plenty of ways. What I would do typically is, you know, first of all, let's say, when you get a project, right, we, on your own level, try to understand what the need of the project is, you know, do a brief analysis, do a brief search, and then to get the context clear, definitely speak to the customer in terms of or the leaders in terms of what the expectations are. Once both of you are in sync, that is when you know you are clear in terms of what the customer want and what what you can you know probably be able to impart. Then it's very important to also understand you know what we are doing and why we are doing, right? So one thing is in terms of outcome, but how will it help the company? You know, how will it help you? You know, it has to be a win-win scenario where, you know, the company also gains stuff and you also have, let's say, you and your team specifically talk about, you know, are able to learn things, are able to show in case of what you have done. Uh, then, you know, a lot of times what typically happens is, you know, uh, it could be scenario, especially for larger companies where you can, you know, just lift and shift model, right? Maybe some other team would have done that. Probably so it's very important that you speak to your peers, speak to your seniors to see if something similar has been done, right? It could also scenario companies would have done the same thing or a similar thing where you can you know you know take inspiration from them if you have connect speak to them in terms of what they have done for example when i was heading the military program at amazon a lot of folks across the companies reached out to me not just across other companies even from amazon you know reach out to me in terms of how this work is done you know what we should look after right so that's very important in terms of understanding you know what the practices are and how you can invite that once the things are clear, you know, in terms of what has to be done, what has to be done, then if you're working in a team, right, it's very important that you identify the owners, you know, who would do what. So probably, you know, have build a racy matrix around the same. And then because every project will have a timeline, it's very important to have. So what I typically do is, and because staying in Amazon for so many years, it's very important to have a working backward plan, right? So we kind of, you know, take timelines to ensure what would be done by when that so that you know the customers and all the stakeholders are aware in terms of what the timelines look like right and it's also very important that at every timeline or every let's say you know uh, benchmark that we have right we kind of review that where we are doing or how we are doing it could be a scenario where because of the frequent reviews we are able to identify some red flags and flag it out and accordingly you know do the firefighting 
and also in case the needs changes right it's a very dynamic world the, the needs and demands can change so yeah. you know those periodic reviews definitely help in doing the same yeah uh, yes you know and once things are done once you are able to achieve what you wanted to do it's very, mm-hmm. also very important that you do a follow up get feedback so the next time when it comes you know the capability to identify what could have been done better or how whatever you had achieved how was it doing so proper follow up mechanism you know or a proper uh, review mechanism is also done post the things that delivered to ensure how things are saving definitely i must say you have explained it really very well your uh, steps and the matrix you have mentioned is great i must say like as you mentioned about the needs and demands which are definitely changing frequently so will we should be very focused with the timeline and the period what we are doing our task how does industry mapping which is trends and uh, the practices which uh, the hr team is identifying so how does uh, with the help of industry mapping they are identifying the you know emerging skills and talent pool to support the organization workforce planning uh, what do you think sure so again uh, good question and something how it has changed in the recent time so earlier times you know it was typically let's say an apple to apple comparison right so let's say a manufacturing company would come with a manufacturing company and knows how they are doing right but off late it is a comparison with the best of the best right so let us say you know for example a lot of companies in the recent times had permanent work from home as some of the companies insisted that no we would definitely have our people who are in the system but they would want to come to office to work right so we looked at various parameters in terms of you know how somebody is doing what they are doing and now when we talk about benchmarking typically or a comparison what happens is uh in in, in normal times you would typically compare the work experience you know what skills that they carry what pedigree they have and definitely compensation to understand you know how we as a company are trending but apart from this you know often what has also happened is we were trying to find out a lot of times where who the supporting functions are you know who in terms of you know are doing some central roles what are some unique roles that a company has and because skills are changing and again uh, because of plethora of skills that we have in market now it's also very important to understand what are the must to have and what are good to have right yeah. what helps is probably you know sometimes you're able to go beyond your norms and are able to explore new things so for example let us say you know uh, uh, in operations typically if you talk about you know warehouse operations right a lot of times people would want typically coming from a manufacturing or a logistics setup but then when we understand when we dive deep that okay you know it's we would want people who are able to manage people who are able to manage you know inflow and outflow we also get people who are from let's say like so of the quick service restaurants and you know some cab aggregators a similar work also done right so typically we will not kind of benchmark the industry but when you understand the skill sets or when you understand what the need of customers are then these things comes very handy yeah. so understanding the business is very important and also looking at the market overall in terms of what is being offered now and then you're able to do a fair benchmarking yeah definitely totally agree with your points uh, definitely success as in success in any role means knowing the ins and outs of how a business work and what it needs to hit its goal so absolutely and you know on, on one and one topic that i would further add on this is some, when we do a benchmarking uh, yeah. again uh, it's also very important to understand where the outflow is happening right mm-hmm. where people from you or or a similar company are going to right it could be yeah. 
for example, when, when I talk of tech, tech, right? So it's more of people, you know, aiming for the AIs and MLs of the world. Uh, yeah. As of now, the tech world, though they are doing extremely well, but their hunger to learn more and grow more is again, you know, something that it so, makes a lot of skills, new yeah. skills. You know, a lot of times people join join companies who are in these, right? So understanding yeah. the, the market is also very important when we look at the attrition and look at what people are aiming for. It could be uh, a company that is into this or even for a higher education, right? A lot of people, you know, be young grads or people with yeah. a lot of experience plan higher education. Yeah to understand the new skill. So it's also important that we understand that and then accordingly imbibe in, the, imbibe in your organization those skill sets. Definitely, totally agree with your point. Uh, nowadays, people are looking more into the upskilling and reskilling things. So they are... So they are mainly focused on that thing. If the organization is providing uh, with the correct knowledge and the learning opportunities uh, to them, then definitely they'll try to stay longer in that organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So of course, we have talked about the different HR projects and uh, the emerging trends uh, in for HR team. So I just wanted to ask you if we have talked about the current trends, we can see that talking about the trends, equity, uh, diversity and belongingness, which is DEI is, you know, very prevalent in, in every organization. And, you know, most of the organization is trying to focus on these DEI approach to inculcate in, in that organization. So uh, I wanted to ask you like, what practical steps do you take to create an inclusive work culture uh, that values diversity and foster a sense of belongingness for all employees? And you, or not even you, but what do you think? What should be the approach for this? Got it. Okay, as you rightly mentioned, you know, off late, this is the buzz, right, in terms of what new is there. Yeah. But it is not just having those individuals in the system but it's also in terms of what equity they have right and hence the word DEI right it's very important that they have a say they are looked at par with their counterparts and they also have equal contribution to the company right now uh, various companies right now, now I mean a lot of times when the leaders ask that hey why should we have a DEI right so the the, the, the most important answer is that you know once you have a diverse set of thought or a diverse set of workforce you would be able to see the work or understand business from various angles, and that is how, how you deliver. Your your output would also you know be customized, and a lot of times that thing that was missing because of not having a diverse workforce comes in the picture. So a lot of people you know have come back to us saying that yes, you know this 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 initiative has helped. Right, yeah. people may have done excellence in their previous fields. You know, could be of any gender, could be from any background, but then you know because of let's say a fixed mindset of the org or of the particular team, they're not able to de deliver or not able to imbibe this, right? So once we have that mindset clear, it's very important, right? Now, now how do we build this mindset, right? So first of all, we, so it could be a scenario where a company is fairly poised in terms of, you know, be the gender part, be the kind of workforce, right? I know in India, it's not, it's typically gender and the physical ability that we look after, but you know, in global companies, it's a lot of other pictures come to picture as well, right? A lot of things could be, you know, uh, uh, Hispaniacs, LGBTQs, etc. Right. Of late in India as well, we have seen this thing coming. Right. So uh, once we understand that, okay, once it is affirmed that yes, we should follow these things, or we should have a diverse workforce, so that output is increased. Right. 
Typically, what we look at is in terms of the current workforce, how is it poised, right? And then going ahead to understand whatever capital that we have, right? How can we achieve that, right? So it could be in-house where we kind of identify and groom young leaders of particular gender or particular background, you know, and and at the same point of time, not discounting other people who are doing well. It's like an inclusive workforce where people across genders, across backgrounds are being groomed upon. And let's say somebody who is uh, on the minority side, you know, probably more focus on them to ensure that their growth happens. Also, when you look externally, right, you know, uh, companies can plan that, okay, we would be kind of looking at hiring more and more, this example, let's say women or PWD, LGBTQ to ensure that, you know, we have a workforce that is healthy on all, on all the gamuts, right? So one thing about, about that is that, and, and also in, in terms of ensuring that managers are aware, right? So any company or any company should have a lot of trainings in terms of inclusivity. People should understand that, you know, they are peers, people may have different minds and different thoughts, but then they are all working for a common goal. So a lot of times those small meetings where everybody is heard, everybody's concerns are raised, everybody is, you know, are able to express his opinion definitely helps in building a good DEI culture. Definitely. Very well said, uh, Mrithunjay. I think creating a company culture where diversity, equity, inclusion uh, is infused throughout is no longer a nice to have, uh, but it's necessary for business access Absolutely. and employee Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times because see, uh, ultimately, you know, once you have a, a diverse workforce, right, it speaks volumes for your side, right? It's easy for you to attract mm-hmm. talent. It's easy. I mean, you do not spend so much on branding and so much on, you know, even for hiring, but right? the work becomes very easy. Yeah, definitely. Very well said. And even uh, now companies are thinking, uh, being encouraged to think more holistically, uh, in these senses. So, yes, uh, as we have talked about the current trends, we have missed on a very one important topic, which is the digital landscape, because the te- technologies are coming into play and talking about the technologies and new policy. I think uh, these are constantly evolving to meet the need of changing workforce. So lastly, because we are towards the end of our conversation, so I want to ask you, like in a fast-paced digital landscape, uh, staying adaptability and continuous learning is essential. So what approaches would you recommend for employees or any other people who are listening to this podcast to develop and maintain their learning agility? Sure, sure. Again, as you said, you know, learning is very important, not just for the techies, to everyone. Like as long as you are learning, you will keep on growing, right? So that's a mantra that I follow and also advise my team. Again, you know, it varies, right? But the but the approach should remain the same. For example, be it any field, be it your field, be it the tech field, be it the marketing field, things are changing, things are evolving, right? So one thing that we should be aware of in terms of what the industry is going ahead, you know, what the outlook looks like. Yeah. At the same point of time, because things are so dynamic and things are so changing, it's very important that whatever we are First of all, especially, you know, let's say uh, people in your bracket who are about to start their career journey or have, you know, in the initial days of experience, right? They should not get bogged down by things that are across, right? First, pick few things 
learn them it's difficult to get the mastery but you know should be having a good knowledge in terms of what they are doing and so on and so forth you know pick few topics regularly keep on learning it's very important that we are not just stuck to our field right for example yeah. if, if i am an hrbp if i just stick to the hr field it may not be of much impact to my business world right so it's also very important and i know what things are going to tech world right yeah. which companies are there what sort of skill sets are there in terms of and so on and so forth right exactly you know accordingly the tech team should know in terms of what sort of skill sets or what sort of products are being done in the market how business is looking like right you know so global learning is also very important then in terms of your core field it's important that you first build strong basics then so on and so forth you know look at look at the market trend look at the market outlook and keep on learning as managers it's very important that we also invite invite the same to our teams it could be learning in house you know where people let's say there's a wider team and people with various degrees of experience they can come and train people do cross learning cross team learning etc and also kind of advice okay you no know, probably i mean nothing stops you know probably let's say manager probably small group which are let's say group of book readers and they can advise okay can read this book can read that book or for example you know i studied about this today in the market right some of my previous teams used to discuss a lot of things that happened in through newspaper right you know yeah. let's say uh, a new pf law being passed or you know retirement ages waiting etc etc so i definitely recommend learning is everywhere it's up to you where you buy that yeah definitely uh, as you mentioned about the field we should not stuck or stick into the one field which is yours think more holistically and always open to learn new things absolutely absolutely because you will not work in silo you will definitely yeah. be in a team or you will have also cross functional team or stakeholder team where you show your impact so it's very important that we have a holistic knowledge yeah definitely so i must agree like with improved learning agility definitely will be able to make the most out of our experience and as you build the habits that helps you figure things out as you go and you will improve how you navigate new and difficult situations to increase your organization a contribution to your organization sure, so sure. definitely that makes a lot of sense and i must say uh, the great insights you we have you have given us today and i'm sure there's a lot of take away from the content you have shared today so sure Uh, thank you for sharing this, Amritinje. Uh, so this brings us to the end of our conversation. But before we leave, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? Sure, sure. They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I mean, my name is a bit unique, and also easy to find. They can drop me an email if they want, right? But definitely, LinkedIn is one thing that definitely you know I will engage them with for sure. Definitely. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, your insights, Amritinje. It was really lovely hosting you today. Thank you thank you take care bye bye